live at the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea. Nathan Zagura, Gerard Cherry. Very happy to be joined now by the head coach of your Cleveland Browns, the 2020 NFL Coach of the Year, Kevin Stefanski. And Coach came in here all smiles. It's been a, a wild couple of days, but you're obviously very happy, a productive couple of days for the Browns. What do you love about what you guys have been able to accomplish? Yeah, I think Andrew and the crew have done a great job. Uh, you know, we mentioned it last night, and I know it can be uh, cliche, so to speak, but staying true to that board is such a big deal. And, and I say that because our scouts and, and Andrew and the staff and the coaches, they work so hard to get that board right and, and to get the, uh, the stacked the correct way and how they want it so that when it comes off, you can say, all right, we had this guy here. We feel like the value – uh, matches let's go take him and then guess what when we turn around for our next pick we re- really like this guy there so really put the plan together I thought Andrew's uh, done a nice job we're not done just yet um, but I feel like we've added a bunch of really good football players and coach the draft process is long and tedious and you've met a lot of players through the course of this drafting process is there any guy from the guys that you selected that you had a conversation with and you said to yourself I hope that we have the opportunity to have this guy Yes, Gerard, uh, without a doubt. And, uh, you know, I'll start with um, the young man we met at the Combine who brought the energy into the room. That was uh, Perion Winfrey. (laughs) I think our fans probably got a feel for his uh, juice, if you will, uh, just getting to know him. (laughs) So he he was that same energy when we met met with him in Indianapolis. Uh, And then just we had Alex Wright in for a top 30, getting to know him uh, really fit just schematically, fit culturally. Uh, really, uh, all these guys, when you get a chance to sit down with them in Indy, you know, Jerome Ford uh, spent some time with him uh, as well. So just a lot of guys, you get a feel for them that you really want to see if it matches up with what your scouts have, have kind of found out about the kid throughout the process. And then you put a, a, a face to the name, if you will. Uh, but really excited, really, for all those guys. I feel like you buried the lead right there because we know Paul D. Podesta. We had him on the show, and we know you were texting about David Bell well early in the draft. And I'll tell you one thing watching the video where you talked to him, and he said, Thank you for believing in me. And you go, Oh, I believe in you. And for you, that to me was like, That yeah. is a big Kevin Stefanski uh, seal of approval right there. You're excited about Mr. Bell. Yeah, I, we are. Uh, I think organizationally, certainly I am. Uh, the guy has outstanding hands, he separates, uh, he's been productive, as we know, he's tough. Uh, he's instinctive with the ball in his hands. Uh, I think he just fits. Um, I, I know it's so easy to say what guys can't do, um, but we put on the tape and we look at traits, and, and I think this guy has them. Uh, so certainly was hoping he would be available in that mix where we were picking, and, and he was, so we're excited. And he put on the games against the four games against the best competition last year. What do you have? 40-something catches and 700 yards against Ohio State, Iowa, and Michigan State. So he certainly can produce in big moments. In this offense and as our offense evolves now with Deshaun Watson here, probably more 11 personnel. Is he a guy, while he can play outside, do you you like him inside? Yeah, I think versatility is the key, but certainly David's skill set does uh, allow you to put him inside, win on, a, on some of those choice route type things. Uh, but he, he won outside quite a bit you know, in college, and I really trust when you talk to other players, and they talk about players, and Gerard, you know this better than I do, but you talk to Greg Newsom, some of these guys that had to cover a guy like David Bell, uh, when it was hard for them, that kind of gets your attention. Exactly, because you respect it, because I love when coaches ask, well, who from your conference do you think was a good player? And that's key information, because obviously you're going to compete against those guys. But speaking of impact, Coach, you have a football team, in my opinion, 
that has a lot of talented players on here. And these guys are going to do their best, obviously, try to have impact. What do you tell them in that regard to what they need to do to have that impact on this roster? Yeah, I think we want to be very uh, – we want to work with each guy. And I don't think the same approach works for every player. So we want we want to be able to have a, a program that's tailored to each guy. And I don't know that every guy is going to com- – uh, is going to contribute in week one or are they going to come along in week five or week 10? I think we have to have that mindset that we really work at these players uh, as they mature, as they understand what we're doing. We got to work with them and not put too much on them early. So there'll be some guys I'm sure that are ready to contribute early. There's some guys that's going to take a little bit longer and that's okay. I think we recognize that player development does not happen overnight. Uh, What I would tell you is the guys that we've selected all want to get better. And that is more than half the battle. Let's talk a little bit about MJ Emerson, the corner that you selected. And a lot of people at the time, I think, corner, we didn't see that coming. You're bringing back, at that time, the five corners who played the most snaps for you a year ago. We know now that a deal has been made for Troy Hill. And Emerson, 6'2", feels like an ideal cover three, cover four press guy. I know Jeff Howard's fired up about him. You dropped the Zimmer quote, how many corners you need? One more. You got him there. What do you like about him? And he's somebody that you guys think could come in and compete right away. No doubt. Yeah, length, uh, size. Uh, like you mentioned, scheme fit, playing SEC corner is not easy. So some of the guys he plays week in and week out have prepared him for this. So a guy that we see, the skill sets we see, the one-two we see, uh, he's a driven player, he's a smart football player. We, we just see a guy that we want to get our hands on. Uh, he, he's Listen, the kid's talented. He's played for a really good football program. But we want to get our hands on him, see how much better we can get this guy. But uh, it's a position that we really value. It's, a, it's trying to defend uh, some of these pass attacks, and, and you really can't have too many of those guys. How do you kind of see your cornerback room now with the trade of Troy? Because Greedy's kind of an outside guy. It sounds like MJ Emerson outside, AJ Green outside. We've seen Greg go inside and play well, so that seems natural initially. But are we still going to maybe source some talent in there to get guys in the slot? Or are there other guys on the roster that you think can also play inside? Yeah, I think it remains to be seen. But what I would tell you is versatility is everything on defense. So the more we can line guys up inside, play man, play zone, blitz them, et cetera. Uh, like you mentioned, Greg has shown the ability to do in, go in there and do that and not easy for a rookie to do that. Uh, and he picked it up really well. So that's something that we know we can do. Uh, but we, we want to be flexible on who we put in there uh, really based on the scheme, based on first and second down to third down. And, Coach, we hear so much about the 40 time, your vertical jump, how many times you bench 225 and those measurables. But at the end of the day, I feel it's about production. You need that. And a lot of times guys get missed because they don't concentrate on the fact that, hey, this guy's a football player. How much of that goes in the process of when you guys have discussion? Is this guy a football player and not just a good guy with measurables? Yeah, it's a really good question, Dryden. Something that you talk about all the time, and and I always fall back on the tape is your resume, mm-hmm. and and that's this is football. Uh, we you know we all use Indianapolis, we all use the numbers from their pro days uh, across the league, uh, but uh, as you've heard it said before, that's the underwear. And and that's not football. You know, that's it's not. So we're always going to lean on the tape. We're going to take everything into account. I mean, everything you take the uh, recommendations, you take all the calls that you make on people, you take the medical into account, all of it. Uh, But at the end of the day, the tape is your resume. Go back as a kid who grew up in the Bay Area, and you know, if you did it based on the underwear Olympics, Jerry Rice wouldn't have been a first round pick ever. I never saw him get caught from behind in my life, even though he didn't, quote unquote, have blazing speed. You talk about these guys and loving ball. One of the things that I loved, and, and I've been doing this, you know, 10 years, my 10th draft team, the consensus it felt like from everybody around here about Alex Wright was pretty special. And you really got that vibe that he was a guy destined to be a Brown. He said it. I felt like I was destined to be a Brown. 
that's probably makes you nervous when you're waiting, okay, before we can turn that name in. But when that comes together, how exciting is that? And what a story. I mean, a huge guy who was playing receiver in high school and got an offer as a tight end, and now he's a defensive end, so you know he can move. Right, yeah, definitely a guy that we had our eye on, um, crossing our fingers that we'd be able to get him where we got him. Just think about, like you mentioned, going into college at 210. I mean, he's gr- still growing into his body, so that's the part I mentioned it last night. As coaches, we take player development very seriously. We, that's part of what we do. Uh, so I know Coach Kiffin, Coach Taylor, those guys, they want to get their hands on, on Alex and, and see what he can do. But at the what you're starting with uh, from a basis standpoint, you're starting with a really long, great frame, plays really hard. Uh, down at UAB, they play great defense. Yeah. That, that is a program that plays great defense. So he, he's been doing it. We've seen it on tape. So somebody that w- we really think is a developmental prospect. I mean, he may come in and help us from day one, uh, and, and that very well may be true, but we see this guy over the course of his career uh, developing into a player. How nice is it to be in a position with a roster where you can do that, where you can say, all right, yeah, maybe he comes through and, and he can deliver day one, but we're fine with him bringing along because we love this ball of clay and we're going to get a chance with our great coaching staff to mold it and have the chance for him to be something significantly more special than he is today. Yeah, I, th- I think when you're looking at the draft – those first rounders really are, are immediate contributors more often than not. Once you get out of that first round, you, you really, like I mentioned earlier, you got to go at the pace of the player. Some guys are older and, and are ready to go, and they've been at a big program. Some guys are 20 years old, you know, 21 years old, just getting into this. Uh, maybe the level of competition isn't the same, or maybe that we're asking them to adjust their technique a little bit. So, again, the, the pace of these guys is a little bit different. But with Alex Wright, you just look at the physical tools that you're working with, and then the kid. He's a really good kid. I mean, he's a good. Uh, he, he wants to be great. So I think you add all the all that up, and you got a chance with a guy that that you're, it's long term. You you might have a really good player. And coach, every year it's on a big every man football team, by, by exactly. Alex, who was by? Alex yeah. Wright oh, just walked yeah. by. There you go. Great right frame. Every year there's going to be a pleasant surprise on the football team, and you hope from your rookie class you get those guys. What do they have to do in your mind to be that pleasant surprise? Yeah, I think the biggest thing for rookies is knowing what to do. Mm -hmm. And Andrew and his crew have really prioritized that intelligence, that football intelligence, because as you've seen some of the guys over the course, at least since I've been here, the guys that can pick it up real fast, they gain the trust of their teammates they gain the trust of their coaches and, and you can throw them out there I think of a Greg Newsom I think of a DPJ early in, in his career getting out there uh, Anthony Schwartz playing in week one last year so uh, certainly having the ability to digest all the information that's about to be thrown at them which is a lot uh, and then being able to then go perform in games uh, come September all right and we appreciate the time we'll get you out of here on this one clear emphasis on the third phase this offseason Jakeem Grant comes in Guy scores a touchdown every year, something we haven't done since 2015, and a kick return and a punt return since 2009. You bring him in, and now you go get Cade York. In the fourth round, that's saying we really like him. We believe in him. You're in a division with Justin Tucker. You're in a division with Evan McPherson, and there are big stakes. You want to have the confidence that ball is going to go through the uprights. What did you guys like about Cade, and, and how exciting is it to get a guy that you've seen do it on a big stage time after time. Yeah, that's exactly right. I think this is a, a really good prospect. I mean, he checks all the boxes. Uh, we felt really good about taking him where we took him, felt like he's going to come in here and, and contribute right away. Uh, it's, it's as we all know, it's 
that that job is important. That kicker job is important. And have a guy uh, that we feel like will uh, continue to get better with us um, in in our stadium, getting to kick into the dog pound. I mean, it's it's a challenge down there. And to have a young guy with some talent, uh, we're excited about adding him. Coach, thank you so much for the time. Congrats on, on an excellent start to the draft. I love to see you so happy about the way these things have unfolded. I'm sure it could be very nerve-wracking, but now it's start to get to work, and you've got a lot of guys who are already saying that back to you on those Zooms. I'm ready to work. I'm ready to work. Yeah, somebody prompted them. I didn't tell them that they started with it, so it's, it's a, they got the right mindset. I just keep looking that way because I'm expecting Perry and Winfrey to come <laughs> dashing up the <laughs> no, stairs. No, no, no. You'll, you'll hear them before you see them. <laughs> no <laughs> doubt.